This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Hey everybody, welcome to The Soul's Journey. My name is Tom Jacobs and you can look me up online at tdjacobs.com. I'm an evolutionary astrologer and channel uh, and do some interesting interesting work, uh, helping people understand what they're here to do and uh, helping them empower themselves to, to do what they came here to do. And that's kind of what I'm excited about. Uh, today's show is caller questions. So I'm going to give you the number several times and, and I want you to call in and ask me uh, anything you want. You have the opportunity to get uh, some free insight uh, into something going on in your life, whether it's a short-term or long-term pattern, whether you think it's a karmic or, or not. Um, any any question uh, question goes, but you please be willing to share your birth data because uh, to answer questions, you know, I do give uh, the listeners, uh, everybody else, the birth data, the person asking them question so if you're like oh i can't i can't let you know what city i was born in it's probably not going to work out for us today together the number is uh 877-230-3062 and while you're 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 um meandering over uh to your telephone to call in uh i'll give you a couple of announcements um i talked last week about how the reading the soul's journey course is now available and uh it's um and this takes you inside i think of it as giving you insights into how my astrological mind works and sometimes as you you'll hear me uh you know if you work with me or if you get a soul's journey soundbite uh, the brief reading that's a, an overview of your soul's journey or you listen to me talk on the show um my my mind ends up moving pretty quickly uh and i i try to slow my voice down so i'm not talking about a minute but you know i'm not always successful but to get inside my astrological mind um People have found it very interesting to do so. I do have tutoring students and people who have taken classes with me. And uh, But to understand my thought process, I'm offering that opportunity through the reading The Soul's Journey course. Uh, it's based on the material in The Soul's Journey trilogy of books. Uh, the first one uh, especially, uh, the first one lays out uh, all the principles. It's called The Soul's Journey 1. Astrology, Reincarnation, and Karma with a Medium and Channel. And it explains how I do... Uh, evolutionary astrology, which is a multi-life uh, approach that account- that includes reincarnation and past lives, and how I've uh, altered that or how that's been altered by my experiences as a psychic medium working with the spirits of the deceased uh, and you know what they can say about their lives now that they have some perspective and they're not uh, you know fumbling around at their bodies anymore, and also uh, working with the uh, ascended master uh, I channel where I asked about soul and how to under- use astrology to understand the journey of soul. And this uh, benevolent uh, soul came forward to help me to help me learn all that stuff. And that, that altered how I uh, conceive of soul and how I work with that in astrology. So so The Soul's Journey 1, that book is where to start uh, to get all those concepts down. And then this reading The Soul's Journey course uh, breaks it all down for you. 
in a series of uh, handy handouts uh, and also uh, seven uh, 90-minute MP3s of class calls where I walked a handful of people through this process to, to learn how to analyze the charts in, in a four-step method uh, that opens the story of any chart uh, rather quickly. It's, it's not intended to reduce anything or to say that, oh, everybody's simple, here's the karmic story. But it's a, it's a, in fact, the four-step method is a way of building a scaffolding on which you tell a life story for 30 or 50. It's a way of understanding the, the kind of parameters of the soul's journey. What is the soul's intention? What is the requirement? What is the fear? All of these kinds of things. So, you know, when you get a soul's journey soundbite, you're getting a 20-minute overview of your life journey, your multi-life journey. And it's in no way uh, reductionistic or reductivist. I don't know what the word is. Um, but since all this stuff is in late Gemini, I'll try reductivistic. Anyway, so um, yeah, so so you know, if you enjoy the show and you enjoy um, how I approach people and their charts and, and how I work with people, um, definitely uh, check out the Soul's Journey, uh, reading the Soul's Journey course. That's going to be that's going to be a great benefit to your, you know, to you as a as a uh, expanding your consciousness and using astrology in an extremely effective, efficient way to help people with their with their real issues, not telling them when they're going to you know sign that contract or or when's the best time to move, but really getting into the the uh, the quality of human experience and how to help them change it for the better uh, from what vexes them into uh, you know creating more more joy and grace and ease. Uh, the next. Uh, Full Moon event uh, is going to be Saturday, uh, June 22nd at 6 p.m. Pacific, and that's where I channel the Ascended Master uh, I mentioned. Uh, as he comes through me, his name is Jehudi, and you've heard him on the show twice now, uh, once uh, late last year uh, on the in the uh, the free channeling on healing suicide, uh, and then you also heard him a few weeks ago, about a month ago, uh, for the Scorpio Full Moon event. So if you're just hearing this for the first time and you're, and you're wondering, well, what is that Full Moon event like? Uh, it's a meditation wherein you get energy work done by the Ascended Master, and it's all centered on the themes of the Full Moon. So you can go and have an example in that Scorpio Full Moon which aired in late uh, April, just about a month ago, uh, free on the show. So you can go to uh, tdjacobs.com forward slash soul html and download that individual episode for free or you can subscribe to the podcast through itunes or feedburner uh, from my ctr host page uh, you can look up uh, my name on uh, ctrnetwork.com and the last announcement is um you know if you like the show uh, i have two invitations uh, if you've, you enjoy these perspectives on astrology and channeling and, and all this stuff about soul and and uh empowering people to do what they came here to do um Two things. One, shoot me an email and tell me you're listening. Tell me you're hearing the podcast, you know, weeks or months after. But stay in contact with me. Let me know you're listening. Let me know what you like about the show. And also uh, let me know what you might like to hear on the show that I haven't done yet. That can be even, uh, you know, uh, format issues. It can be questions, uh, different topics you might like explored. Um, a few months ago, I did a Lilith show. Um, and that was a listener suggestion. So uh, it's keep in touch with me and, and uh, you know, let me know how this is landing for you and, uh, and what, you'd like, uh, what you like about the show and what you'd like uh, to add to the show. Because there's no reason for me to do this if I'm not reaching you. So I want to hear what is interesting to you. So you can keep in touch with me through tom at tdjacobs.com. That's my email. And uh, 
Yeah, and keep in touch. Let me know. Let me know. Keep in touch. Let's create some community around this, too. It's not just me sitting here talking at you, which reminds me, here's the number again, uh, 877-230-3062. Again, it's 877-230-3062. And the other invitation is to make a donation to support the show. Uh, the show does incur a cost every month, and it also takes quite a bit of energy for me to do all the planning and promoting and then also to come on the air and do this every week. And um, so you have the opportunity to support the show and let me know that, that you like it and you're listening and you appreciate it. And you can donate uh, through uh, tdjacobs.com forward slash soul dot html. There's a donate button there. And any donation over 10 bucks gets entered uh, into a monthly drawing for a free consultation. So there's a little perk in there. It's kind of like a little raffle. Uh, and that, uh, yeah, so, so let me know you're listening and you appreciate it and want to keep the show, want to keep the show going. So uh, when I was talking to Kira, the producer, uh, before we came on, she, she said uh, something to the effect of uh, somebody else had uh, asked her to ask me, why is everyone so cray-cray? <laughs> and I said, I gave a smart-alecky response, but basically uh, I'll mention a little bit about kind of what's going on in the sky right now uh, in case it's helpful for, for kind of understanding some of the context. Um, the sun's in Gemini, um, which can have us, um, you know, exploring new possibilities, asking questions, thinking sometimes in circles, uh, learning new things, certainly being exposed to new things. Um but also Mercury, Venus, and Jupiter have been uh, hanging out and conjunct in late Gemini. And what that does is uh, Mercury is a planet of perception and, of course, rules Gemini. Uh, Venus is a planet of, you know, relating uh, and, and our values, you know, so relationships and what's most important to us. And uh, Jupiter is the, the planet of expansion and risk and faith and hope. So these are all working through the lens of Gemini right now and together. The, the Mercury is uh, moving on. Mercury is about 29 and a half degrees as of this recording. But uh, but they've been hanging out together, and it's been um, you know in Gemini. So it's uh, amplifying that uh, can be an, a restlessness because something new needs to happen, and it can get us up in our heads so that we're not grounded and not uh, clear about what we're doing. The you know Jupiter will make anything it touches big. So Mercury and Venus, communication within relationship, communication about relationship, these things can just be uh, amplified and, and jacked up. And if you're not grounded in any given time, you may think and say things that you don't really mean. So why is everyone so cray-cray? That's one reason. <laughs> That's one reason. Uh, another reason uh, is that Mars is in the last degree of Taurus and um, – well, people make – some astrologers make a, a big deal about that last degree and uh, the, the anoretic degree. And I, I kind of um, – you know, kind of like there's an urgency and a pressure. And I have over the last year or so started to notice that, um, especially when Mars is there, this, there's a sense of um, needing to you know, break out of something, needing to finish something, an urgency to complete something and then to move on. But it's not moving on. It's in the last degree of a sign. And it's in uh, the last degree of Taurus right now. Uh, it's at 29 and about 43 minutes of Taurus, which, you know, 29 and almost three quarters of a degree. And uh, Taurus is about slowing down and getting to what is essential and being efficient. Well, Mars is not always about that. Mars is fiery. Mars is the planet of action and doing and beginning 
and uh, acting on passion. So another reason why people might be a little uh, – not comfortable in their skins or acting out or doing weird things and and being weird versions of themselves uh, could also be attributable to that there's a there's a lot of pressure to do but it's not time to do yet because mars is not broken out into gemini so um that will happen soon but it's kind of like pressure building the urgency to do something that might not need or might not uh uh, happen, you know, that kind of urgency with that. And then the last thing is, um, there is also, uh, you know, with any of these seven Pluto Uranus squares, uh, transiting Pluto and Capricorn and transiting Uranus and Aries squaring off, uh, on May 20th was the third of the seven, uh, squares between 2012 and 2015. And, uh, you can listen to some previous shows to get some, some insights, uh, especially the one with, uh, uh, evolutionary astrologer Craig Schwartz uh, from April. Uh, you can get, you know, uh, download that episode or go back to the, the archive to listen to that. Um, we talk about Uranus and relationships, but also fit in some stuff about that Pluto Uranus square because it was building. And this is, you know, the energy with Pluto and Capricorn of um, the only route to authentic empowerment is to accept responsibility for what's happening. And yet, if we got to where we are, you know, wherever that ha- happens to be, but if we got where we are through not being very responsible or not owning what we're creating, then we can have a lot of uh, static and pressure and, frankly, uh, distorted emotional expression because we might be grasping at straws at how to not take responsibility, the need to not own the thing that's not working well or that makes us feel small and disempowered or stuck in some old pattern. So that's just Pluto and Capricorn in general. 2008 to 2023, I think. So that's, that's just that. And then Uranus and Aries. Uh, Uranus, the planet of rebellion, and uh, don't fence me in, the planet of the genius, the eccentric, the iconoclast, uh, in the sign of the warrior, um, important to break free from what, what can what confines you, what hems you in, what fences you in. And so with Uranus and Aries, still not even talking about the square, but with Uranus and Aries, you need to break free to be uh, self, you know, empowering yourself by losing crap patterns from the past that, that keep you small. Now, that, now, the square between any two planets represents friction and pressure. With this kind of thing, two outer planets that don't move terribly quickly – um, relative to inner planets, certainly, uh, you know, and over these this three-year period, we have seven exact squares. But the whole period uh, between these two planets, but the whole period is actually defined by this pressure. Think of uh, what happens with uh, tectonic plates, right, on the surface of the Earth, uh, grinding up against each other. Eventually, with enough pressure, something will slip or break off from the edge of one that changes the balance of power. This, this pressure has to give. So you can think of some situation in your life that needs an earthquake to correct yourself or, or to, to propel you into a correction regarding freedom, authenticity, who's in charge of your life, 
you know, how you own the circumstances that, that have uh, generated in your life that make you feel small or disempowered. So uh, we're going to leave that where it is and take our first break. But let me give you the number again. You're welcome to call in. This show was intended to be all about uh, caller questions, and I want to hear from you. It's 877-230-3062. Stay with me. I'll be right back after the first break. support on the spiritual path. Raising consciousness is a must if we are to shed paradigms, beliefs, and habits that do not serve us. Tom Jacobs, host of The Soul's Journey, brings through Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth and St. Germain, each month near the full moon to support and boost your evolution. Each call includes a deep grounding process, empowering affirmations to release stagnant or borrowed energies, emotions, and beliefs, and energy work on each caller to further healing, evolution, and growth. These monthly events are refreshing, profound, cathartic, deep, and fun. Get the details on the next full moon grounding and release call with Ascended Master Jehudi and MP3s of past calls at tdjacobs.com Looking for answers to help you navigate life? The book Jehudi Speaks offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And um, uh, today I'm uh, opening things up for caller questions. And let me give you the number. It can be about uh, anything astrological or or even uh, spiritual, spiritual process stuff and uh, anything metaphysical, actually. I'll do what I can to help you. Uh, the number is 877-230-3062. One more time, 877 3062. Um, I just uh, was talking before the break about the Pluto-Uranus squares and this idea of uh, tectonic plates, and uh, this could be one other reason why people are, are so cray-cray right now, uh, dealing with the a- aftermath of either having something explode or refusing to let it explode. Because think about those tectonic plates. Think about those uh, the, the, the energy that is behind those plates when they're when pushing up against each other on the Earth's surface. And that release of tension is, in fact, necessary, but um, we don't want to lose control. And especially with outer planet stuff, uh, change needs to happen 
important, but we don't like losing control. We want to manage things in a conscious way. And sometimes these outer planet transits stir up unconscious uh, and subconscious issues. And so it can be very difficult to uh, to do that. So so with this third of the seven squares, you know, you're asked to reclaim your right to run your life. And uh think about yourself and think about the people you know uh in your in your day-to-day world and and how many of you are actively in the process of claiming your right to steer your own life, to be in charge of your world. It's actually um a, a global situation that we uh, find it easy. This is not character flaws or, or indictments, but to find it easy to let other people make our decisions for for us. And then something like this happens in our world. We're activated by a Pluto Uranus or something. And um, we can realize that uh, we're doing something wrong, but it can look like other people are controlling us. But here we have this this uh, invitation to take responsibility uh, through recognizing that as divine creators, these things are unfolding in our lives. Every situation, every relationship is there because we have vibrated it into our space. So on the on the outside or from the outside, something needing to seemingly needing to explode in your life. Uh, in fact, uh, tells you not that life is unfair or that something is wrong or that disaster is imminent or that you're, you're stuck or, 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 you know, that everything, uh, might blow up. The, the, the real thing that I'll invite you to look at, especially because we're only three out of the seven down, we have four more, uh, over the next, uh, couple of years, just under two years. I think the last one is, I want to say March of 2015. Um, but to see that what where tension arises, where something is seemingly broken or something out of whack in our lives, it show the external thing in our lives, the job, the relationship, the responsibility, the family thing, the whatever, uh, the friendship, whatever it is, that thing reflects to us what's going on in our field. So on the face of it, it looks like something it needs to be destroyed. But in fact, you need to uh, steer yourself out of a certain kind of behavior or attitude or belief that has created the thing that you're looking at. So I want you to try that on for size and, and, and uh, stop being crazy. <laughs> just, just you know, stop acting out. Stop thinking that you can't act out. Stop thinking that you have to act out. It's like it's kind of like this whole Pluto-Uranus thing can bring us in, especially when we have these inner planets in Gemini uh, that seem to um, can be very nervous oriented because energy flows much more easily when things are in Gemini. You know, we ask a lot of questions. We have new ideas, sparks of insight. Oh, I made this connection. You said that the other day. This morning it made me think of this. Kind of like a lot of... Um, Sometimes exchange of information, but a lot of information, at least or at minimum, flying around in circles. Uh, and um, so, but anyway, you know, stop thinking that you can't act or you have to act, but understand where there is choice and understand the nature of this situation in front of you as created by you to show you something that you have to trust is valuable. For you, this is a whole thing in, in metaphysical circles. We might say uh, this thing might be is happening for your highest good, and when we're in the thick of something that angers us or frustrates us or makes us feel, str- you know, p- powerless or small or you just, you know, stressed, 
uh, we can see that thing as happening to us, but all these things are reflecting uh, what's happening in our own field. How can we see? How can we choose to step back and uh, see? Uh, so we do have um, we do have a caller here. Let me just uh, give you um, Dallas. Are you there? Yes. Right. Hi, Dallas. So, so Dallas, um, let me give everybody your um, your birthday. We don't have a time for you, but we have July seventh, uh, nineteen fifty-seven. Let's just make sure we have this unknown time. So, you said it was at night, but that, that's kind of a broad thing. So, we're going to leave uh, just no time for you, and that's fine. Okay. In in uh, Killeen, Texas. So, is that K I L L E E N, Texas? Right. Okay. Great. Okay, and then um, and what's your question, Dallas? Uh, what do you see coming uh, for my summer? <laughs> oh, for your summer? Mm-hmm. So let me just, since I was talking about those pull around the squares, let me just see if that highlights anything for you. Yeah, you're you're actually um, uh, you have a Cancer Sun in uh, in the middle of Cancer, so it's 15 degrees of Cancer, and Sun is your identity and kind of how you organize all the different pieces and parts of you. And you're you're actually a little under the gun with this Pluto-Uranus stuff. So everything I've been talking about, the idea of change and pressure and these tectonic plates, this is actually, um, you know, for maybe the last year, the next couple years, really central to how you how you operate, how you decide who you are. And the summer is going to be part of it. So um, Pluto is opposing your sun, which wants you to gain insight into how you feel how you organize yourself, how you do things, and it wants you to um, to get some perspectives. It can feel like challenges and people saying, "Well, why do you do things that way?" And so, just you know, so I suggest to you again, it can look like somebody coming to you with a criticism, but I want you to see that they can see something about you that you can't see. And so, so do what you can not to take personally if people are kind of looking at you funny and saying, "Why are you doing that?" Or who do you think you are? See if you can learn from them what uh, you know the, the nugget of, of special thing that's in the middle of whatever they're saying. So that's the first thing to say. Um, uh, and then the Uranus, of course, is is uh, squaring your sun, and that wants you to break free from any ideas that you need safety and can't take risks. So that's kind of what that's about. A cancer, you know, a sun in Cancer is notorious for wanting safety and security. Um, but but this Uranus Pluto stuff for you over these few years is um, to 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 kind of edge away from that and to and to decide that you're always safe and then to explore new experiences too. So let me just kind of look here. And uh, Jupiter is going to transit over your sun, a conjunction from Jupiter to your sun, which happens every 12 years, and that is. Um, that is going to happen over the next year. I know you said summer, but let me just kind of give you this uh, idea since it's kind of a big deal. Um, and Jupiter wants expansion, but always in order to take an opportunity of expansiveness, we have to drop something that um, that doesn't work well for us. So the summer for you is about looking at what you might be holding on to that doesn't serve you well, ideas of who you are kind of what you think life is about, what you want for your own life, and how you how you interact with people, how you operate, basically everything. Because when the Jupiter gets over there, you're going to want to expand something, and hopefully you can kind of drop the rocks that may be in your pocket so you can pick up this cool thing along the way. So the summer is going to be a lot about, about 
seeing any patterns in you that don't that don't really work and serve you. I think that's a that's a huge thing there. Um, yeah, is there anything specific you want to you want to ask about? Or is it just kind of like that overview question? Well, I was just wondering, you know, traveling. Did you see me traveling in July and August? I mean, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, honestly, um, sometimes I I don't I don't um see stuff like that oh, in charts because I okay, but no, it's it these are valid questions. Like these are this is our you know our our day to day life. I know that when Jupiter hits your sun, you're gonna feel like busting out of something into something wonderful and new and big. You know, okay. um, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. I mean, just, yeah. I mean, the Cancer, you know, yeah, you're kind of right. I mean, you know, when people Look at me. I'm a silent person. I keep keep everything to to myself, and t- until if I have to, then I'll speak speak what's on my mind. You know. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Right. And, and I, so these things are trying to draw you out a little more to to have yeah. more. Well, the thing is, when you speak, you reveal your heart. That's a that's a thing with a Cancer Sun and your conjunct Mercury as well. You know, your 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 mind and your sun are joined together. So when you speak, you reveal yourself. And we live in a world where vulnerability is not always valued, but but this is a this is an invitation for you to to expand out of that. And Cancer is famous for having that that crab like shell, you know. And um, but so yeah, so in, invitation to become more more outgoing. And retain your vulnerability and your and your softness. Right. Um, yeah, and I think that the Uranus squaring your sun and the Pluto opposing your sun that could lead to a desire to travel too, like to bust out of whatever seems stale. And travel certainly can reinvigorate you and do that kind of thing. So I, I definitely see that that you know, but the cancer needs to come out of the shell too. And and but please be okay with how vulnerable you are. That's a gift you have. It's a wonderful oh. part of you. As long as I'm a yeah. good person. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, you're you're the one who knows that. I can't see that from the chart. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I said. Yeah, I can't right. admit. I, yeah, I appreciate it. Right. Thank you so much. Great. Thanks for calling in, Dallas. You have a great Dallas. night. You have too. a great trip. <laughs> okay. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. And then uh, the the next caller is Angela, and Angela asked not to share her data, which is fine. So so let me just um, pull it up. And Angela, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, great. Um, so let me just type it in and then, uh, okay. Yeah. What do I see about love and career is the question. So let me just make sure yeah. I get everything in here. I'm so excited. Uh, oh, thanks for calling in. This is thanks awesome. I've never in. gotten, I've never gotten uh, an astrology reading on the radio. It's fabulous. Oh, great. Great. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I'm kind of a little not traditional as you may have guessed from listening. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, yeah, so sometimes people do ask about, you know, really normal life things, and I'm like, well, your soul wants you to do this, and it kind of seems like a disconnect, but it's not really. Okay, so what do I see about uh, about love and career? So let me just let me just look around, and I, um, uh, yeah, well, you're um, you're you're actually um, just after your second Saturn return now. And and yeah, uh, and, yeah. And, and that that you know, for everybody listening who might not be familiar with that, it happens. Um, it the first one happens around age twenty nine, twenty nine and a half. The second one about double that, and and it's this in the second one is this boost of Saturn energy that asks us to consider what we're creating in the world. What kind of adult have I been? 
for these almost 30 years. What could I change so that so that when I'm you know because now it's like it gets clear around this age that that we're that we're aging, you know, that we're that we're moving in. So so one of the things I like to to say about this that has spoken to me. Uh, Especially from working with people having this, is from my, my teacher Steve Forrest, and he'll say, um, "You have the opportunity at the second set of return to decide to become an elder, which is to take your decades of wisdom and experience, even if you feel like you messed up, even if you feel like you didn't get everything perfect along the way, or or didn't have one shining story, but but the experience and wisdom about life and choices that you've gained to turn that into something useful to offer others." being an elder, or to get old and to let yourself become irrelevant because you fear aging. So wow. You're, yeah, heavy. you get that. That's great. <laughs> so do you want to offer something back to your community? And some people who say yes then have to find or create the community, which is normal, you know, to feel a little uphill that way. But you have a sense of you know, um, and without giving out your data, I will say your Saturn's right on your midheaven, so that's all about career. You know, it's all, yeah. yeah, it's it's all about career. So, so you're you're being asked, what is it that you have given? What is it do you want to give? And how can your combined decades on the planet and how you have your consciousness has been shaped over time? How can that become a be packaged as a gift to give others as as guidance, as mentoring, as teaching, as insight? So, so. So what I see about career is that you have been asked that question and you're probably in the middle of figuring out what you're going to do about it. Like <laughs> that's probably what I'm seeing. So are you have you been making a change or or thinking about retirement or generating something new or what what's been on your mind about the career stuff? All all three. Um I'm writing a book and my book is is just to be able to spread. I'm like all sevens in numerology and the sevens are all about gathering knowledge and spreading it. So I'm writing a book to give all that out. It's body, mind, and soul. So for me, I'm, I've been on such a spiritual path my whole life. And I'm also, I've been a singer my whole life, so I'm doing what I call my legacy. Uh, this summer I'm, I'm finishing another CD, and, and I think it'll be my best work. And I consider Perfect. it to be my legacy, what I'll leave behind. Yeah. So for me, it's Perfect. all about... Um, Spreading information, uplifting, raising consciousness. I've always, I mean, since I was 19, my whole purpose in life was to raise consciousness through music, and I don't feel that I've done it. So now is the time I want to leave all, you know, I want to get it all down so I can leave it behind. And, um, and you know, when I die, it'll be there. And then I, I want to get this book out, too. So Great. That sounds That sounds great. Yeah. That sounds really that sounds perfect for this cuz um yeah like what 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 legacy what what am I doing here and so for you to take what you know and and turn yeah. that and what you've experienced and what you've been committed to in a personal way and turn that into a concrete thing like you said this is not your first CD but as far as the book being a first CD and a or book being a first book and then another CD to add to it you know to 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 concretize that's a Saturn thing to make something concrete so to turn yeah. that attitude into, you know, not saying like marketing stuff like into a product, but like to have something to show for it, to say, oh, you want to know what I think? Please read this book. Like that is – that's a great empowering thing for what's happening with your Saturn. Yeah, that's great. Um, so let's look at the – let's look at the love thing for a minute before we take that second break. Um, you do have – 
a, a very crowded seventh house, which is the house of the other. And you also have Pluto in the eighth house, which is about trust and intimacy. So let me just kind of um, think for a second. Let me just kind of look at this for a moment. You know, and Pluto's opposing moon, uh, which I'm sure you're aware of in, in natally, natally. And um, there's this thing about um, the Pluto need in the eighth is to connect deeply, to reveal who you are, to show who you are, you know, and to be to be deeply vulnerable and to create a space with somebody else to do that. But your moon's in in in, in the second house, which is the house of um, I need independence. So what I'd offer you is that you're you're you know probably in a stage of um, needing to evaluate how open you are to let someone in because your moon's in the house of I go it alone, but the Pluto's in the house of I really need you to see me. So if if you can kind of you know decide that you know I said this in, in one way to to somebody else I think today to Dallas maybe but deciding with the cancer thing you know the the kind of vulnerability thing decide that you're safe decide that you will only let people in whom you know it's for everyone's highest good and and you know meeting soul contracts and stirring things and really getting to the heart of things with the right people having that kind of intention and then uh you know op- opening it up and making sure that you're meeting your own needs but also that you're available and i think that would help open if you're not open already mm-hmm. that, um, that sounds great uh- um as you look at that, can you see, I've been involved with the Libra for many years that I have a very intimate relationship with. Can you see if the Libra would fit into that, uh, what you just said, and into the marriage cycle and the, um, the seventh house activity? And I know my Saturn's in Libra, so that's, that's kind of heavy too, isn't that sort of a long-term relationship thing? It looks like we just lost Tom. Tom, are you there? Mm. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Let's go ahead and let's take a quick break. And, Angela, I'm going to keep you on the line. And when we come back, uh, hopefully we'll have Tom and we'll get right back to it. So, everybody, stand by. Okay, Tom, I'm going to disconnect you. Good. need support on the spiritual path. Raising consciousness is a must if we are to shed paradigms, beliefs, and habits that do not serve us. Tom Jacobs, host of The Soul's Journey, brings through Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth and St. Germain, each month near the full moon to support and boost your evolution. Each call includes a deep grounding process, empowering affirmations to release stagnant or borrowed energies, emotions, and beliefs, and energy work on each caller to further healing, evolution, and growth. These monthly events are refreshing, profound, cathartic, deep, and fun. Get the details on the next full moon grounding and release call with Ascended Master Jehudi and MP3s of past calls at tdjacobs.com Looking for answers to help you navigate life? 
The book, Jehudi Speaks, offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is uh, Tom Jacobs, your host from tdjacobs.com. And, and uh, thanks for your patience with the tech issues, but we're all, we're all set now. And so, uh, Angel, you're still on the air? Yes, I'm still here. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, so what I was saying is about you know, Pluto opposing Moon being a real um, karmic indicator of tension between meeting your own needs versus creating intimacy with others. So I just was saying to you, um, I don't know how much of this you might have heard, but uh, before I got cut off, but um, uh, you know, this idea of ensuring that you're open, but you know you're always safe, and your intentions for the people you draw in are are very clear, you know, so that you are you know working for your highest good, but you're also able to meet your needs and not ever feel trapped in a relationship, because that's what this setup can do. Mm. So, yeah, so so just look at what you might be generating or vibrating. You know, am I, and this is not, again, it's not criticism or anything, but it's like, look closely if you might be saying, well, I'd love a relationship, but I don't want to get trapped, or I'd like to do that, but people aren't trustworthy. If you find anything like that in there, work on those things, because that's the vibration you're emanating. Whatever it is that you find is what you're emanating and broadcasting out there. So you want to be vibrating. I'm always safe and secure. I always meet all my needs. And I'm available for intimacy with the right people. That's great. Uh, great. So, I have a Libra yeah. in my life that's been, I have a long-term relationship with a Libra that's been there for a long time. Uh, and I was going to ask you if you see anything. Is uh, Does the Libra fit into it since the Saturn is a Libra and uh, the Venus is in an air sign, Gemini and, and all that air quality in there? Does well, that fit in? Yeah, it could because you could have like some really great chemistry and and door, kind of doors open with that, you know. So look yeah. at how this person might fit in with that dynamic of openness versus trapped. You know, am I free? You know, maybe maybe you've created a situation where you have a great deal of flexibility and freedom, which is what your Aquarius Moon needs. Uh, yes, you know, I maybe have. You, yes, I have. Yes, you have. I, I have so, so, so much joy with freedom in this relationship. Yeah, yeah. So. 
you know, so as long as you're meeting your needs and the other person feels happy, then then that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. So thank you for calling. Thank you so much, Tom. It was fabulous. I so appreciate it. Have a fabulous week. Thank you. You too, Angela. Bye-bye. And uh, our next caller is uh, Anna. So let me give you, Anna, you're there? Yes, I am. Hi. Great. Welcome to the show. Hi. So let me give people your data. It's uh, November uh, 29th, 1956. We have the 1950s well represented on the show tonight. And we have a 1220 uh, a.m. in uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut. So let me just make sure I get that in there. And uh, let me know your question. What would you like to? What would you like me to look at? Uh, well, um, I've got a question about money, but I'd like uh-huh. you to. Con- I'd like you to confirm that my moon sign is in Libra and not Scorpio. Okay, using the time twelve twenty a.m., I get a Libra moon. Okay. Yeah, you, you'll find people who think that it's in this. You know, showing up as twenty nine degrees, which is the last degree, and 52 minutes, which is essentially, you know, 8 sixtieths. What is that? Fifth, oh, my gosh. I can't even do that. <laughs> Whatever it is, a fifth. Oh, my, I, my, my Mercury Neptune's off the charts. But anyway, so you're, you're, you're still in Libra. If it turns out that you are a couple minutes later, maybe it turns into a Scorpio moon. But if it's really 1220, it's that. But the real gauge is going to be how you feel. You know, the real gauge, because Birth certificates are not always accurate, but how you feel is going to tell you. Um, it might be tricky to sort out because you have Neptune and Venus and Scorpio conjunct that moon. But yeah. if you really look at what Libra and Scorpio are about and what's happening in your heart, you know, how does my emotional center operate? You, you might be able to sort it out, you know, and see and confirm that it's a Libra, what it feels like. Yeah. I think yeah. it feels like a Libra, but I'm a Sagittarian, so I'm a little happy-go-lucky you know, uh-huh. sunshine and daisies anyway. Sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. Well, well, here's the thing. A score, you know, here you go, moon in the second. And since you're asking about money, this is where we're going. This is what we're talking about. Uh, it's moon, Neptune, and Venus in the second with transiting Saturn right there. So the answer to the money question is what we're about to get into. So it's all related. But, but if you look at a Libra moon in the second, in general, wants to try to create some harmony within money, wants to try to make things easy, might not know how to do it, but tries to make things easy and probably a little simple. Uh, Scorpio moon in the second would be about like um, the need to control money and conquer it. <laughs> you see the difference? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you're probably, you, you feel like a Libra moon, you know, that, yeah, yeah. So, so, okay, right, so that's the difference. Real, these signs that are next to each other are really different. Uh, so, okay, so, so, so house of money, second house, house of money, your, your moon is there, and that means that in order to be happy, you have to have a handle on the money. I do. But I do. money is that, you, okay, so money is actually a symbol of energy. It's an outgrowth or manifestation of energy, which is to say emotion. So here's the next concept. And when I got this, when I got exposed to this, my son's in my second house. And so the second house is a big deal for me, just personally. And when I got exposed to this, that money is a reflection of the flow of love, like the flow of money and the flow of love are linked. My mind was, you know, radically opened up in a surprising way. But, um, but so how you feel about yourself will 
affect your money flow. It's true for every person because everyone's got a second house, but your moon is here. Now, that, that's, just, that's just a basic statement. Now, Neptune with the moon, sometimes it takes a while to discern what you feel about yourself because you might be very absorbent energetically and emotionally. And then with Venus there, it ties in maybe a little more absorbency because you're, you're aware of how others relate to you. You're oriented toward relationship and stuff like that. So, so basically, your money situation will always reflect how you feel about yourself, your self-worth. That's the first thing. Does that make sense to you, you mean, so far? My, you mean uh, I, I, uh, my money situation reflects on what I feel about myself? Yes. So, do you think you're wonderful? Do you think you're terrific and worth investing in? Do you feel? Do you do you believe that you're abundant? All those kinds of things. If my money situation is good, then I feel good about myself. Well, that is what ends up happening. But I want you to feel good about yourself, and then watch the money situation fall in place. Oh, I want you to, okay. Yeah, most of us feel good when we have the money, but that yeah. is allowing ourselves to love ourselves and to be loving and generous and joyful because we have the cash or the resources, whatever. I want you to reverse engine, to go the other way, to the inside out and say, and do an affirmation, I, I am always loving, I am, I'm always worth investing in, something like that. And that will help change the energy flow, lo- the love flow. If, you're gener- if you are the source of love, this is something I teach people sometimes in a course called Money is energy is money, uh, and I, and I and I walk them through this process. Um, but if you know that you are the source of love, you are the generator of love. You approach situations in your life in an open way. You don't need protection. You don't try to hide from anything. You you approach love in an, or life in an open, loving way, and life goes. Oh, let's let's throw some energy her way, because you're giving energy freely. You're loving. If, if you don't, if you haven't done it yet, go to my uh, homepage, tdjacobs.com, and download the free MP3, the meditation, the 13-minute okay. grounding meditation. And it's a good place to start with this because I have you in the meditation. One of the three steps is opening your fourth chakra, which is in the chest, you know, the heart center, and um, generating energy from that. And I tell you how to do it in the meditation. And it's, it's generating love not because you saw a loved one or had a nice memory or saw a cute puppy or kitten or whatever, but because you're choosing to be loving. That is where you start altering the money thing. Decide to generate this and, 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 and do all this. So that's, that's kind of where you should start with that. Um, but I want to say something about the Saturn transit here. The Saturn is right on, it's you're practically right on your Venus right now, which is connected here. Saturn wants, it seems, to want to limit things, and so we feel restricted, we feel under a weight or a heavy mantle when Saturn comes around, you know, so regarding emotions and faith and money in, you know, uh, respectively Moon, Neptune, Venus, you've been having this happen, you know, this seeming, this weight. What it, what, the strategy to get through it is practicality, do some sacrifice, and, and, and make a list of what's really important and then make a decision that you're going to work through it no matter what. Because Saturn wants you to never give up. Saturn puts pressure on and then says, I want you to forge a strong sense of self and a strong attitude about whatever I'm pushing on. And here it's about your money. So, um, 
Yeah, so, so a question about selling your home. Is that where you're going to go next, or what do you want to say? Go, oh, no, I was, well, that's, yeah, I didn't think we were going to get there, but I was yeah. also wondering if you, if you see an upward trend, is trend in the future, or am I on like a down cycle for money, or is there no mm. such thing? Well, no, no, no. We definitely have cycles like that, but I'll invite you to look at the Saturn thing as kind of creating a down cycle, but it doesn't have to be the end of the world, and it doesn't have to be about lack or limitation. It wants you to be structured, and it wants you to be disciplined. So when we respond, it feels like a weight. It feels like a lack of action and deadness. But when we respond by getting more intentional, more uh, clear, sometimes more moral, you know, uh, but, but if, we, if you're willing to work hard and work through it and, and work on the details and be very specific, then you, then you gain Saturn as a friend. So you're not in a spiral unless you decide that you're falling into a spiral. Like you can be in, you're in charge of that perception. Decide instead that Saturn is asking you to work hard, pay attention to details, maybe slow down, maybe sacrifice. Maybe some things that, that have been expenditures in recent years need to go so that you can pare down to basics. In the second house, Saturn in the second wants you to get real about um, what these basics are. That's hard for a Sagittarius. That's really hard. But you do have Saturn on your sun, so maybe you got a you know an edge there. You're asking to you're, you know the universe is asking you to be Saturnian about money. So, so look up some keywords about that, or call me for a reading even. I mean, we can go into this in depth, but, but look up some Saturn keywords and then pick and choose the ones that seem productive. Don't, don't pay attention to the, oh, it's dry and cold and horrible and ah. Uh. Don't do that, but go into the, oh, it wants me to be more disciplined. It wants me to look at details. Go at oh, it from that, that route. Yeah. That, we have one more minute, by the way, yeah. Oh, yeah. is that because um, Saturn is, uh, in my birth chart where it is, or is that because Saturn, I think it's in Libra right now, right, for Scorpio? It's in Scorpio right now. So natally for you, it's in Sagittarius with your son. So you are already a Saturnian person, yes. but in a Sagittarius way. Now it's all about the reality check about money, which may seem like a drag to you a little bit. Oh, it's even more hard work, but it's a reality check to help you focus on what's truly important. But, yeah, because Saturn is transiting your second house right now. That's why we're saying all these things. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for oh, and, and so regarding thank the house you. sale, the, regarding the house sale, practicalities. The bottom line, practicalities, discipline, structure, clear intentions, uh, those are going to be your greatest tools regarding a house sale. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a little more practically involved, like maybe more details to work with, but doesn't mean it's blocked totally. You just have to respond in a structured Saturnian way. That's the thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank so, you Anna, so thanks for calling. Yeah, you're welcome. My pleasure. Thanks for calling in. And so uh, for everybody else, we're, we're wrapping up our time here. Um, you know, go to tdjacobs.com. Um, email me with your thoughts on the show. Let me know what you like. Donate to support the show and get entered into a drawing. And um, check out uh, 13 books and two re nettle reports and about 5 trillion audio tracks channeling and astrology stuff on ddjacobs.com. Thanks for joining me. Next week, evolutionary astrologer and channel Lauren Balin will join me. I'm excited about that. Uh, check my blog for more updates about that uh, between now and then. Take care. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. 
For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's TD.